Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Rants, Raves, Questions, and Quotes. This is your host, Mr. Rants, and uh, as the calendar goes by, we are starting Season 6. For those of you that know how I count, which is poorly at times, this is actually our sixth month of doing these podcasts, so... We've explored a lot of ground, and we're going to continue to explore a lot of ground, Ex- continue to have uh, even more uh, interviews. Uh, I'm lining them up as we speak, and uh, we're going to be having a lot more fun. So I look forward to uh, the journey ahead, but I have to go through the preliminary precautions as always. I am not, not, capital letters, N-O-T, not a licensed theologian. I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a licensed doctor, clinician, any of that thing. I'm not a professional or anything with regards to that. So, if you get triggered, upset, oh well, you'll live. But, if you're willing to debate, talk, and express your feelings, I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, I can be reached as always at mrrants50 at gmail.com or via my blog at myrrqq.wordpress.com. We've had a lot of positive feedback from uh, the Terry interviews, and hopefully there's more to come with Terry and uh, maybe even some more surprises. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sticking with me. Uh, We have grown exponentially uh, since we've switched over to the Podbean format. So, you know, yeah, we've got listeners all over the world now, uh, hundreds of downloads. I mean, I was blown away uh, with the amount of, of listenership and downloads in, in this last month. So anyway, thank you for joining us and uh, stay tuned. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back. Today we are going to discuss... Might be sensitive to some people, but I have my own little uh, take on things as usual. This came across my information on uh, churches in America, and it's a news report from The Guardian. And basically, I'll read you some of it, most of it. Since churches are closing at a rapid number in the U.S., researchers say, as congregations dwindle across the country and a younger generation of Americans abandon Christianity altogether, even as faith continues to dominate American politics. Okay, we're going to come back to part of that. As the U.S. adjusts to an increasing non-religious population, thousands of churches are closing early each year in the country, a figure that experts believe may have accelerated since the COVID-19 pandemic. We will come back to that. The situation means hard decisions for some pastors who have decided when a dwindling congregation is no longer no longer sustainable, but it has also created a boom for those wanting to buy churches with former houses of worship now finding new life. About 45,000 Protestant churches closed in 2019. The last year data is available with about 3,000 new churches opening up. 
It was the first time the number of churches in the U.S. hadn't grown since the evangelism evangelical firm, which is uh, LifeWay Research, started studying the topic. With the pandemic speeding up a broader trend of America's turning away from Christianity, researchers say the closures will only have accelerated. We'll come back to that. The closures, even for a temporary period of time, impacted a lot of churches. People breaking the habit of attending church means a lot of churches had to work to get people back to attending again. In the last three years, all signs are pointed to a continued pace of closures, probably similar to 2019 or possibly higher, as there's been a rapid rise in American individuals who say they're not religious. Another talking point. Uh, Protestant pastors reported that typically church attendance is only 85% of pre-pandemic levels. uh, McConnell said while research by the Survey Center on American Life and University of Chicago found that in spring of 2022, 67 of Americans purported attending church at least once a year compared with 75 cents before the pandemic. But while... um, COVID-19 may have accelerated the decline or is a broader, longer-running trend of people moving away from religion. In 2017, LifeWay surveyed young adults aged between 18 and 22 who had attended church regularly for at least a year during high school. The firm found that 7 out of 10 had stopped attending altogether or regularly. Uh, The younger generation just doesn't feel like they're being accepted in a church environment or some of their choices aren't being accepted. (sighs) Okay. Um, let's see. Some of the reasons were logistical, McConnell said, as people moved away for college or started jobs, which made it difficult to attend. But some of the answers are not so much logistics. One of the top answers was church members seem to be judgmental or hypocritical. And so the younger generation just doesn't feel like they're being accepted in church environment or some of their choices aren't being accepted at the church. About a quarter of young adults who dropped out of church said they disagree with the church's stance on political and social issues, McConnell said. And I'm not going to read the rest of it because it continues on, and we're almost done with it anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I'll read one more thing. It says, while grandparents might have been regular churchgoers, their children would say they believe in God but not go to church regularly. By the time millennials came around, they had little experience or relationship with churchgoing or religion. In the Catholic Church in particular, the sexual abuse scandal may have driven away people who had a tremendous connection to the faith. The other thing is the pandemic. Okay, yeah, we're going to discuss some of this because some of this I call bullshit on and some of it I call absolutely 100% accurate. Okay, Uh, first topic. Younger generation of, abandoning, of of Americans abandoning Christianity altogether. I don't believe that's true. I really don't. I believe that, again, it all starts at the home. If you have parents that go to church or a parent that goes to church and they're involved in it, and I don't want to go uber-religious or super-religious because God knows that's how I feel my parents were some of the time back in the day, but um, it's a twofold problem, okay? Number one, we're going to combine this with what they said about um, they didn't feel like uh, they were being accepted or some of their choices aren't being accepted, okay? We have to understand This has been happening long before 2017. Like I said, I'm over 50 now. 
when I was coming up, being raised, teenager, middle school, high school years, even elementary, I was there at church every Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday service, maybe potluck dinner Sunday night, business meeting on Wednesdays, uh, you know, uh, vacation Bible school in the summer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a big issue because, at least through my eyes, okay, when you're a younger child in the church, there are things more focused to you. There's uh, Sunday school where you play games. Uh, there's, uh, you know, and you're learning about God and religion and, and the Bible. And they make it fun. You color pictures of Daniel in the lion's den and Jesus walking on the water. And uh, the little boy with the fishes and the loaves feed him and with Jesus feeding all the th- multitudes of uh, multiple thousands of people that were there listening to Jesus speak. So you you have those activities. You Like I said, you have Vacation Bible School. You have those activities. But that comes to a close when you hit about 12. Okay. Then you move up into the youth group. That's where these feelings of the younger generation just doesn't feel like they're being accepted in the church environment or some of their choices aren't being accepted at the church. And it's not just at the church. It's not just the elders of the church. It's not just the pastors of the church. We're going to break it down because it's multiple issues, okay? Uh, I went to a uh, big, huge church for my high school years. You know, one of those, we have thousands of people. We have three different Sunday services because they were so big. And while I might have been accepted by the adults, I wasn't accepted by my own peers that were in the Sunday uh, Sunday school and church classes and morning studies. When you came in to the 11 o'clock service, all of the youth were supposed to sit up front. Be attentive, be quiet, be listening. But it was major, major hypocritical, major hypocrisy. Why? Because the youth pastor, I'm sorry, the associate pastor's son looked me flat in the eye one Sunday morning in Sunday school before the teacher arrived and said, we don't want you here. Now, what was my major crime? I didn't fit in. I was a loner. I smoked. They didn't like me. Oh, for the whole time I was there, I would come in. Now, oh, oh, well, let me let me backtrack just a just a hair. Another young gentleman and his sister, who was a few years younger than I was, uh, that the kid, the 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 guy was my age. His sister was younger. They moved into town. They came into the church, too. They were accepted carte blanche. No questions, no ifs, no ands, no buts, no coconuts, no nothing. Welcome to the family. Meanwhile, I was chastised because, oh, you're not wearing the newest pair of tennis shoes. You're not wearing the latest designer pair of jeans. 
uh, you smoke, you hang out with people we don't like, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that was that. And you're going to say, oh, that was just peer pressure, right? Okay. But those same ones that told me they didn't want me there, when I'd come in in the morning for Sunday school every morning and I'd listen to their discussions of the weekends before the parties had, of the liquor cabinets of mom and dad raided, of the pornography watched, but yet I wasn't included. I was working. Yeah, I smoked. But I was working. I was working a job. Not because I had to. You know, my mom and dad could have given me money. I could have bought things, you know, through other means. But I worked. I learned, you know, what it's like to have a job. Be a hardworking individual. Be a contributing member of society. But I wasn't in the elite. And I still am not. That's why I sit here and I bitch. Because the elite think they run it all. But anyway, I digress. So, yeah. So, we all sat down in front like good little boys and girls. And it was a sham. It was a put on. It was a look what they do. But, also, I eventually uh, went to another organization, and quit, uh, another church, and quit going. But as I came along, I also noticed that there has to be something for the youth to do. When, Like I said, when you sit there at 12 and you phase out of vacation Bible school, what are you to do the next summer when it rolls around? Who are you going to hang out with? Who are you going to associate with? Now you're only going to see them maybe Wednesday nights, maybe Sunday morning, two hours Two hours out of an, you know, what's uh, seven times 24? Seven days a week. And you're around these so-called Christian peers that are doing just as much bullshit, bad things as you are, yet claiming to be holier than thou. So you get two hours with them. So, of course... Of course, the youth of today are not as involved in Christian uh, and religious activities as they once were because there's nothing for them to do. There's nothing to keep their interest. Now, I do know that coming up, a few you know churches I attended, they do lock-ins and they do uh, sleepovers at the YMCA, and you know they'd rent out the whole building or they'd rent out a bowling alley, and we'd all spend you know twenty four hours together. But those, or or we'd go to King's Dominion for the day, or there was youth uh, trips to uh, different places, different uh, you know uh, resorts and shit like that. I mean. You know, but again, eight hours tops, maybe a week tops out of a whole year, maybe one week away, summer camp to a religious institution. I th- I know I went up to Camp Shroom Lake one year with a church group, spent more time on the bus, went to all the prayer groups, went to all this, that and the other. No big deal. There has to be something for the kids to participate in. Otherwise, 
Otherwise, they'll plug in. They'll check out. When I was coming up, of course, there was no uh, internet. There was no online gaming. There was no instant messaging. There was no cell phones. You know, all that that we've discussed in past podcasts about technology changed all that and not for the better in all cases. Also, yes, to go along with, as they say, the younger generation doesn't feel like they're being accepted. Um, Yeah, I wasn't accepted by my own peers. But you also have other issues. They don't have anything to do They're not accepted by their own peers. Teenagers and youth typically during that time want to branch out, want to rebel, want to express themselves, want to, uh, you know, back in my day it was put the earring in. Now it's become a totally different sex Uh, or any number of things, tattoos, piercings, goth clothing, emo clothing. And I'm not judging any of those. I'm just saying that. The, the times and the the ways that people have rebelled are out there, you know, drinking, smoking pot, smoking, period, uh, you know. So, yeah, a lot of people, unless they were raised in the church or had parents that went to church regularly uh, or grandparents or whatever their family dynamic was, yeah, a lot of them don't go. They don't they don't have the uh, the. Uh, the structure, the, uh, I, don't, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, you know, they just, they don't have the foundation in it. So they don't go. They plug in, they check out. The the influencers out there in YouTube and TikTok and uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram and everything else uh, gets the majority of their time. So they don't go. Then you have people like myself. Like I said, I was told by my peers, we don't want you here. We don't like you. You're different. We accept this guy because he's different, but we accept his differences. We don't accept yours. So major hypocrisy. Then there was other issues where I went to a church uh, when I got out of my military service uh, with my parents for a little bit. And the church basically disintegrated because they had a pastor that they liked. The pastor was getting old. The pastor retired. Uh, Newer, younger guy got uh, signed on to be the pastor. He wanted to open the doors of the church to the neighborhood, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, open it up. Let anybody that wanted to come in and worship and, and hear God's word come in and hear God's word. But the elders of the church, and I mean elders, 65 up, 65 age up, didn't want that. So what little youth group they had at the time went bye-bye. The kids didn't come up. The kids didn't show up. You know, the younger kids did because they were, you know, the the, the Bible stories and the coloring and the Easter egg hunts and all that stuff for the, for the Younger kids up to, like I said, up to 12. But after that, they were basically left to their own devices. 
So the church split. The new uh, pastor went and rented a place in the strip mall somewhere and opened the doors to anybody that would come. The older people that were left in the church went ahead and got a new pastor that was more to their liking, and they either existed or they didn't. You know, go into the nation and and preach the gospel. Be a witness. That's what we're supposedly told to do as Christians. But, it's not always done. You know, it's easy to sin Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, then go into church for an hour or two and think you've wiped the slate clean and start all over again on Monday. And then we had a nice little thing called the pandemic where people were told if you sit next to somebody, you could die. You could cause them to die. You could cause them and their whole families to die. So they shut everything down. Nobody went. And again, who's the majority of people in the churches? The older generation. My age, 50-something on up. Because it's amazing when you get to be 70, 80 years old and you don't have anybody but the church and you're getting old and your body's falling apart you have to turn somewhere so a lot of people turn to religion at that point and to Christianity and to the other religious organizations and you know younger people are invincible nothing's going to stop them nothing's going to hurt them they keep going and going and going And it just keeps happening. But like I said, they check out. They get onto the games. They get onto the influencers. They get onto whatever the hell they can do uh, online that they couldn't do before. But there was, you know, wasn't all bad. There are religious programming on TV, on satellite, on cable that people watch, continue to watch. There are podcasts. Like, I'm entertaining right now, going through the Bible, having the Bible, reading the Bible in a year. I don't go to church anymore. I worship in my own way. Now, a lot of people have told me, well, we have to have the fellowship. You have to have this, you have to have that. Yeah, okay, but that goes back to the hypocrisy. Why do I need the fellowship of people that sit there and wouldn't talk to me Monday through Friday, but come Sunday, they want to shake my hand. They want to talk to me then. How you been? What you been up to? So, yeah, that's what it boils down to. And people don't want to hang, don't want to deal with it. And, you know, I can't say as I blame them. But I still do my thing. I still pray. I still in this case, had the Bible read to me. I still uh, am in tune with some of the things that go around in the religious circles. And yeah, you know, when you preach that the second coming of Christ is coming, when you preach that, you know, you can't have gays and lesbians and 
and all that in the church. But you have uh, a church group that, you know, oh my God, there's a massive pedophile scandal going on with the bishops and the and the the, the priests in the church. I mean, you know, that kind of kind of shoots you in the foot, you know. Kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. So yeah, there's a reason why numbers are declining. There's a reason why still, even after the pandemic, that the numbers aren't coming back up. It's because the elderly population, the elderly people that did regularly attend, are scared shitless because of the government, because of the pandemic, because of the mask, because of the, the vaccines, because of this, because of that. And again, why should I go to church and sit for an hour, two hours, get all dolled up, get all made up, where, you know, for the ladies, put on a nice dress, put on hose, put on makeup, etc., etc. When you can sit in your bathrobe or your sweats, oversized t-shirt, what have you, in your slippers, and in your cup of coffee, and you can watch the guy on TV. And even that has been uh, dragged down through the years. Like I said, it didn't just start two years ago, three years ago. This has been going on for a while. You know, when you have uh, pastors and rabbis and, uh, you know, instructors that are held to a higher level, at least in the parsonage's eyes, commit sins like Jim and Tammy Faye Baker did and like, uh, you know, all the multiple uh, uh, adulteries and, and, and pastors having affairs and uh, you know, them getting busted for, oh, we're raising money for God and for the church and we're going to expand, we're going to expand. And then the pastor's driving around a new Lamborghini or Porsche. You know, kids aren't stupid. People aren't stupid. We get a lot of things hidden from us from the media right now because they want to feed us the narrative that they're feeding us. And some people do blindly follow along. Others do not. That's why I sit here and put out what I put out when I put out things on politics and so forth, because I'm using my voice to to put it out there and let people think what they want to think. But at least they are aware of the situation. At least they're not just being gullible idiots. And if people see their pastor raising thousands upon thousands of dollars and going out and buying a new car and no good works are done in the neighborhood and no good works are done in, in, in the cities and, the, and, and all that, then people know hypocrisy when they see it. They're just going to say, no, I'm not doing it to hell with it. I don't buy it. So, yeah, the numbers go down. So it's it's a flip side. You have people that are uh, actually dropping out and worshiping in their own way. And then you have others that are scared shitless to come to church because of all the stuff that's going on. So they sit at home and do it. So it's a twofold problem. It's not just, oh, we don't want to do religion anymore. So in summation... Because I lost my train of thought because I had to take care of something. Put you guys on hold for a second there. 
And I don't remember what the hell my point was at the time, but I remember the grand scheme of things is people are going to lose faith in things that they don't... What's the best way to put this? I have faith in the chair that I'm sitting in because it has always supported me. It has never reared up on two wheels and knocked me to the floor. It has never broken and I have fallen to the floor. It has always been consistent. It has always done its job. That isn't the case with the churches these days. There's a lot of inconsistencies. There's a lot of uh, prejudicial people as well. There's a lot of people that take the Bible as God's word to the extreme. There's a lot of people that leave it open for interpretation. You know, when God says, you know, if a man lay with a man or a woman lay with a woman and it's totally against homosexuality, uh, then you have the, the extremist. Uh, well, I shouldn't say extremist people that say, well, it says right there in the Bible, God doesn't like the gays. So we can't have gays. Then there's other parts of the Bible that say God loves everybody. So, well, he can't not love the gays if he loves everybody. But I know people that won't associate with gay people because of, you know, or don't think they should be allowed in the church. But yet there are other uh, gay and lesbian pastors now, gay and lesbian marriages going on in the churches now. You know, it used to be done a lot by the Justice of the Peace or by, you know, some outside group of pastors that were uh, okay with it. But the majority wouldn't do it. So the consistency of the church, whether rightly or wrongly, has failed. Uh, the having things to do to keep up with. I mean, when you're spending maybe a maximum of seven days over the summer for a couple hours each day, maybe more, maybe let's, let's just say eight hours. Okay. So eight times seven is what? 56. So you get 56 hours with the kid, with the youth over the summertime. You get one hour a week, maybe two hours a week times 52. So you get maybe 200 hours with that, with that child, with that youth to try and teach them about God, about Jesus, about the Bible. 200 hours compared to 24 hours a day. 365 days in a year. And you're pushing. You're, you're fighting a losing battle. Television. News. Video games. Technology. Pornography. Phones. Peer pressure. School. Teachers. Bosses. Co-workers, 
they all have their influences. Not to mention the beliefs and the feelings of the child, the youth themselves. A lot of the times they're trying to figure out who they are and what they are and what they believe and what they don't believe as they're growing up and becoming an adult. And you've got 200 hours to put them in the church background, put to teach them about the Bible, about Jesus, about God. And you wonder why they're not coming to church. 200 hours. And the things you do have planned are what? Prayer group? Sing? Sing songs? Maybe King's Dominion, maybe a camp? Back in my day, those things were okay. They don't hold a candle to what's out there now. When I took my trip when I was a youth, we went to Shroon Lake, New York for a Christian retreat for a week. Everybody in the bus, other than the chaperones, were youth in the youth ministry. Every one of us didn't have a phone. We had to sit there. We had to talk. We had to sing songs. We had to read books or the Bible, eat junk food, eat snack foods, whatever. But we had to participate with each other. Now, I can carry my cell phone. I can put my headphones in. I can carry a couple of battery backup chargers. And I can sit there and watch TV for eight hours, ten hours, however long the trip is. I can sit there and throw on a movie. I can binge watch a season of whatever show. I don't have to participate. I don't have to talk. I don't have to, to, to be part of the group. And you wonder why we're losing people. You wonder why the churches aren't coming. You wonder why the youth doesn't exist anymore and why the millennials and, and, and uh, even younger aren't. Because their religious and spiritual needs aren't being met. And I'm not a great one for that either. Thankfully, my kids have their own beliefs in that arena. But I wasn't the best at getting up and going to church every Sunday. As an adult, as a parent. Somehow we got around that, but yeah, I didn't always, I wasn't, I only get two days off from work. I need my sleep and footballs on on Sunday. And like I said, with my past experiences in the church, I didn't want to go either. So there were workarounds. But, yeah, there's a lot that needs to be unpacked. There's a lot that needs to be dealt with. And some of it is for the good. Like I said, you can pull up a uh, a sermon on satellite. There's religious radio stations, uh, satellite TV, satellite radio stations. There's Christian streaming, chosen has uh has their own streaming app now so it's out there but it has to be enticing you have to want to look for it otherwise it's a thousand and one temptations in a box and a little screen and with that i will call it on this one
Once again, what's your take? Do you think I'm right? Do you think the church is even going to be falling uh, even further and further away because people are afraid of COVID and they're still afraid to come back to church and it's the older generation anyway and uh, people of my generation have other means to get their uh, spiritual enlightenment and spiritual needs met, uh, fellowship met, and kids don't get anything. Or they have to go searching for it on their own because it's just not out there. It's not tailored to them anyway. And like I said, this hasn't been going on since 2017. This has been going on since, oh, 1990, 1980s. Because that's when I was in. That's when I was going every day. The The late 70s, 80s, 90s. And it was happening back then. People have been becoming disillusioned with religion and going to church for a long time now. And it's only escalating. And because of other issues like the political issues, like the war on the fact that, you know, like I played on the podcast the other day, there was a that football player that got hurt on the Buffalo Bills a couple weeks back. All those players that knelt and prayed, don't let him die, you know, look out for him, blah, 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 blah. But yet when Tim Tebow did it, you know, then he it was, what's he doing? Can't believe he's praying, blah, 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 blah. When that high school football coach went out in the middle of the field every game, and prayed. Didn't ask nobody to join him. Just did it on his own. He gets, you know, lawsuits. School board goes after him. Arrested. Fines. Whatever else. So when it's constantly being attacked. And religious groups are continually turning the other cheek. Eventually... People are going to get tired. They're going to get tired of turning the other cheek. And they're either going to do one of two things. They're either going to give up. Or they're going to fight back. So. Which group do you fall into? Hit me up. MrRants50 at gmail.com. Or myrrqq.wordpress.com. And let me know. Uh, I'd like to know. Where do you fall? Are you in the I don't give a shit crowd? Or are you in the I'm just not going to say anymore and I'm going to wait and see what happens and what the fallout is? Or are you going to sit there and fight back and raise your voice? Let your voice be heard. Let your vote be counted. I don't know. Obviously, I'm uh, trying to let my voice be heard and let my vote be counted. But uh, I'm just me. So... Let's blow this up. Let's get the ranks going. Let's get the listenership going. Let's get the people listening. And uh, I'll talk to you on the next one.